Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hi, and a very warm welcome to The Emma Gunn Show in this episode of The Feel Good Habits. My guest in this episode is Lauren Mann. Her feel good habits are unmissable, trust and believe. I just wanted to sneak in at the top of the show just to say we did record this episode by a video call. There is a little bit of background noise. We're recording in central London. You may hear some sirens. Apologies about that. But trust me, I don't think it's going to take away from the incredible, valuable feel good habits that Lauren shares. Enjoy the show. Lauren Mann. I call you excellent, amazing, brilliant human being who makes me feel utterly joyous when I spend time with you. <laughs> but, you're, but you're also a BBC broadcaster and cancer activist and you're joining me on the podcast to share your feel-good habits. Thank you. Uh, thank you for asking me on. We've been talking about this for a really long time, haven't we? And I'm, yeah. the first time you asked me, I was like, I don't really feel good. I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it was like, lockdown time so now I think I've gotten sussed actually I'll actually be of good use to you on here I think that was really honest as well the fact you were like do you know what it would be really it would be misleading of me to come on and talk about how I make myself feel good when actually I'm not implementing those things at the moment yeah and I just wasn't feeling good and I wasn't like I said I hadn't really sussed it because I think for most of us especially during lockdown all our coping mechanisms were mine were stripped away so all the things I'd normally go to do um didn't really work for me um anymore um so yeah it's been nice to figure some new things out actually or like make use of old ones in a different way yeah that is nice so were a lot of your previous feel-good habits things that were external like outside of the house or with other people Mm -hmm. so I always for me I mean they'll cross over and be on here as well but like one of the things that was for me if I was having a bad day or feeling like I'd throw myself into work I would I'd throw myself into work I'd I'd like go into town go to meetings or do something and or like brainstorm ideas because it just helped me to feel productive so Mm -hmm. I'm feeling productive I realized throughout lockdown I associated that with my value and my worth being productive so that's something that's really shifted for me um But yeah, I definitely used to throw myself into work, but then also throw myself into friends to make plans, go out for dinners. um, Yeah, just go out for a drink and a dance because you know dancing makes you feel amazing. Um, Mm. And yeah, or like seeing my family. um, They are my grounding. So it was really difficult to not have that in lockdown, actually, and have to figure out other ways or things that I've kind of done, but not really too much vigor before. That's that's really interesting. And I hadn't even considered that that would be, I hadn't even considered that happening. Um, so I'm really glad that you're being honest about it, actually. Do you think when we went into lockdown then that you sort of went into panic mode? hundred percent. Well, I did the lockdown lip syncs, didn't I? So as soon as oh, yeah. I did, which I love doing, I did them until like May. When I, I keep thinking back, I've done nothing this year. It was like, honey, done quite a lot, actually. But um <laughs> Yeah, I did that. I straight away was like, I need to drive myself into something that's going to make me accountable, get me up in the morning, keep me busy, keep me occupied, but in a way that wasn't cancer related because 
you know, for the first time, if I was being cancer constantly at home, there was no outlet for me to be anything else anywhere else because I was in my house all the time. So it just gave me a bit of space to throw, I panic. It's what I did with cancer. It's what I did with girl versus cancer. I go, I must do something because this is scary in my head. Um, And I did, I did lockdown lip sync. We decorated the living room. I think everyone decorated somewhere, didn't they? I reorganized my Tupperware a lot, Lauren. Yeah, I did a lot of replanting plants. (laughs) now we've now we've eased out or locked down slightly i think they're all like hey where's my plant mom gone where's my fresh soil (laughs) i bought a special thing so that i could grow herbs that is but but i still haven't actually i have my harvest hasn't come in yet i'm I'm, i've apologized but my flatmate did it out but i say our terrace i'm doing air quotes terrace it's actually a fire escape that smells like fried chicken but (laughs) outdoor space nonetheless um it's a tarmac roof of our kitchen but there, um, she'd like done it all up. We've got loads of like, we've got courgettes up there, tomatoes up there, everything. So, yeah, she's done a phenomenal job. Really nice. Mm. Okay, so you had this period of panic and yes. then you were like, well, did you have a day where you thought, I can't feel like this anymore? Or did it ha- happen gradually? And you suddenly said, okay, well, this is the situation I'm in. So I've got to figure out if I can't do those things, what are the things that I'm drawn to? Did you, did you have an epiphany moment or was it just gradual? I, it was, I was doing things, I was doing my best to get myself out of funks, things that I know would work. So mm-hmm. exercise, I'd go for runs, um, you know, creating, rather than being busy doing all constantly, it's like I'd sit and read a book. But when your mental health isn't great, sometimes it doesn't matter what you're doing, you just need that breakdown moment. And that is yeah. what happened with me. It was literally about, they'd announced the support bubbles but my mum and my sister, with uh, my family and my sister with the support bubble, because my sister's got two bubbers. So mm-hmm. they became one household. Um, and it was only when we were able to do more moving around that I actually went back and saw my family. But about two or three weeks before that, I was in pieces, like hysterically crying on the floor to my mum and dad, going, I just want to come home. And like, because they, they are my go-to. So, yeah. so that was a point for me where I was like, I had to become a lot more self-soothing actually because all I was doing was waiting for the day till I could get to them. And the further and further that got back, I didn't cope very well. Yeah. So yeah, I had to learn, do a lot of learning, but um, I really do feel like I've taken it into this post severe lockdown phase. Like I definitely can catch it before it goes too far now, which is good. And before we get into your specific habits, what I just want to flag up for listeners, which I think is really wonderful and that you said before we started recording, is that you have worked through it, you have figured it out and actually you feel better on the other side of it. Oh, yeah. Like I listen, this is and continues to be a really, really challenging time. And me and my mates have said about it that it's the year of 2020 vision. So 2020, 2020 vision. That's how I choose to look at it. Like it's going to be challenging. It's going to be uncomfortable. Just when we think it couldn't get any worse, it will. We've learned that. We've learned Karen, um, 2020's nickname's Karen. Um, (laughs) It's just been a lot, hasn't it? And for me, it's every single time something comes up, it's triggering something in you, whether that be past stuff you've been carrying around, whether that been like, for me, it was my cancer trauma and actually having to work through loads around that. Mm. Um, how I speak to myself, my mental health has not been great. Well, it's not been good since I was my early 20s. And that actually has never gone away. I've just learned to cope. When you take my coping mechanisms away, the way I speak to myself in my head, if I met myself in the street, I'd knock her out. 
I wouldn't, let him, I wouldn't let anyone speak to me like that, but I'd speak to myself like that, you know? Yeah. And when you've got nowhere else to hide from that and it's constant and it's in your face and it's confronting, it is really overwhelming. Um, so I feel like for me, I've, it's been a really, really tough time. However, the learnings that have come from it and the calm I kind of feel, even in times of stress, it's, I've never had that in my life. So I think it's been a real healing time for me, I have to say. It's, um, I had Lily Cole on the podcast recently and she mm. referred to it as the great pause. And I thought that was a really beautiful way of describing it, actually, because mm. we can talk about lockdown, we can talk about pandemic, but to say the great pause kind of adds an element of meaning to it that, um, I don't know, I just found that really positive. And I saw yeah. it as a nice thing. I saw it as quite um, a, a light as opposed to a dark, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And I think it's like with everything, though, really, like, it's going to be challenging and we don't have to run around and paint it all fluffy with kittens and say, this is going to be amazing. But mm. the thing is, we always know it's that thing. It's it's the light and dark. You, there always comes light after dark. And it's been a very, very dark time in so many respects, mm. but it has to come light. So I think a lot of times it's whether you choose to see it and where you choose to see that light. So that I've learned to do that. I've learned to find light in it. I love this. Okay, so we're moving into sort of a, a, a first thing that someone else might be able to apply. Was there a specific uh, feel-good habit that you um, noticed was really helping you with the coping? Well, I always, for me, I always come from a place of emotional overwhelm. Nine times out of ten, if I'm not coping, because I'm emotionally overwhelmed. So sometimes it may, may be that I'm overly stimulated or whatever. Um, this has actually come more to a head again now that we're easing out of lockdown. Now that I'm able to go and work in a co-working space or go back to the gym or see friends socially. When you've gone from doing next to nothing compared to what you usually do, and then your life starts picking up to some sense of normality or routine, I've been having days where I'm getting really agitated and being like, whoa, like I get quite grumbly and like, I, I just, I don't have, it literally feels like I don't have space to maneuver in my own head. That's because I don't have any space. Mm -hmm. So my first thing that I always do is create space. And I always think that is a really important thing because you can't hear yourself think if you don't have quiet or, you know, a minute to think. We react rather than respond all the time. I'm bad mm -hmm. at that. I react, mm -hmm. don't respond. So for me, especially easing out of lockdown, it's creating that space. So, you know, last week I had a week where I was feeling that overwhelm and I I got home and I could feel, I literally could hear it. I've learned to do this through like, I'm someone who's quite spiritual. I do a lot of work on myself, like through breathwork sessions or crystal healing and Reiki and stuff. But I have really learned to hear my no's and my yeses. So when I can actually sit within myself for five minutes without distraction and think about something, nine times out of ten, when you're attuned with yourself, you can hear it's a yes or a bit's a no. And I came home. I did, yeah, you're smiling. Because, you like, it's it's true, though, isn't it? Like, there's so many things where someone says something and it's like a hard no or a hard yes. But when you're busy, you're like, oh, I'm not sure, because you're a bit fragmented. Um, and last week, I came home from working at a co-working space, felt quite agitated, but nothing bad had happened. I mean, I think I'd been on the bank, on the front of the bank for three hours. I think that's the worst my day has got. <laughs> nothing terrible. But I got home and I was like, I feel exhausted. I've got nothing to give. And it's about that pouring from an empty cup. I'm really bad at receiving energy. I'll give it out in mm. abundance. But I'm really bad at it. Yeah, I'm really bad for it, I've realised. Um, well, it makes you a glorious human to be around. But obviously, to think that being around you might deplete you. But it's the thing. No, can't keep, for you. Well, you can. I think you're. My mum always says you've got energy radiators and energy vampires. 
and you've got people that give and give and you've got people that take and take but the thing is mm-hmm. you know you've got if you're someone who gives you've got to be able to take some back for yourself so that night I just came home that evening and I sat on my bed and I lay there and in my heart I was like I don't want to go back to the co-working space tomorrow I don't want to have that meeting I don't want to do those things and I just sat there and I was like well then don't like you have permission to push back you're not being flaky because this was a dialogue I'd normally have in my head I'd be like you're being rubbish you can't cope you're being flaky you know being unprofessional and actually it's like no you just you're being really attuned to what you need at this point so I did I just got on the phone with the people that I was meant to be co-working with and I said guys I'm really sorry can we push back to next week no one had an issue with it they were like absolutely look after yourself darling a couple of meetings I had that I moved to calls um and then actually the ones that I could reschedule and push back a couple of days I did that um and the next morning I was meant to go up and go to a gym class and I cancelled that and literally that morning I woke up I was exhausted I was like oh it was like this energetic hangover of like just and by the end of the day I was full of beans I was full of energy I was raring to go um and it was just creating space to exist with autonomy what did I feel like I needed to do that day did I need to sleep did I need to sit on the sofa did I need to go for a walk did I need to eat nicely you know and then whatever I felt like I needed to do I had space to do um I think we get so busy being busy that it's actually quite damaging so this is something I'm really definitely trying to take into post-covid life it's creating some space I love this creating space listening to your yeses and nos and in order to do that you need to create mental space so you need to step back a bit this is brilliant and also also you said something really important there giving yourself permission yeah I do it to my mum a lot you know I ring my mum I go I need permission she's Mm. like right what and it's just it's a it's a a stream of consciousness it just comes out and being like you know we're all really hard on ourselves and sometimes when you can't shut the ego part of your brain down and that that critical part of your brain down you just need someone else to have a convo with you and talk Mm. it through Um, and I find that really valuable um, but for me, even, you know, I know having space and doing the work that I do and working for myself, I do have that luxury of creating space in the day. A lot mm. of people don't have that. A lot of people go to work every day. They don't have a choice but to work from where they work from. A lot of people come home and it's to a house full of kids that don't get a minute. Um, but I think it's even if you have a sec- run in a bath in, in the evening to give yourself the space. If you're someone who, you know, doesn't have a, have, have children or, or that, but they have a really busy work schedule, rather than booking dinner, like if you've got dinner, but we might just postpone it, reschedule mm. it and give yourself the evening just to be. It's all those little tiny tweaks that I feel have made a big difference to me. Just because you put it in the diary doesn't mean it's set in stone. We are all human. You can be malleable as long as you're like putting your, I keep saying to myself a lot, I choose me first in everything. So I mean, I'm like, right, you really want to see the girls, but you know going is going to absolutely ruin you for the next couple of days because you're not in a great headspace and you're knackered. Sending a message to the girls and going, I'm not great. Can I reschedule with you girls? Or like you girls go out and I'll, when, when can we next get together? You know, they're not going to be angry at you. They'll be upset they haven't seen you, but you know, they really want to see you. They can come to yours and have a dinner with you and you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've realised with me, I'm terrible at that. When it's in the diary, I act like it's gospel, written in stone, cannot be ever taken away. And everything's just movable isn't it so everything do you feel as well as well I used to feel like this and maybe this is a a similar place that you found your head in I used to think time spent by myself was wasted time yeah and I almost wouldn't do anything with it Mm -hmm. 
yeah. until a few years ago when I realised actually that's the magic time. <laughs> yeah, or time spent resting is wasted. I should be doing. Mm-hmm. We have, as a society, I think we've we've put so much emphasis on productivity being connected to our worth and our value in life. And actually, as a human, the fact that you exist, the fact you were born as you are to the family you're born into, the fact that you look the way you do, talk the way you do, think the way you do, it's so unique and powerful. Like just the fact you exist is enough. So the more I bring myself back to that and I realise actually in lockdown, like, oh my God, like the value and emphasis I placed on my work and my value, it's not healthy always. It's Mm. good to be driven, but I think cancer gave me this almost like notoriety and people who knew what I was and they listened to what I had to say. And actually it it becomes a cycle of validation and when you when I stopped all of that I was really scared to step back from it and give myself space to heal because I thought if I stop then I'm not going to be relevant anymore people are not going to care and then Mm. I was like well if they don't then what are you going to do about it mate like you can't keep existing as you do so creating space has been something that's so important even in lockdown that just means not doing not like constantly feeding my brain and stuff like just being quite present and slow Mm. and it's been a really important thing and you mentioned earlier, and if you're comfortable to talk about it, but obviously if you're not to say, that um, you'd had a, you had a lot of trauma from going through breast cancer and that yeah, maybe yeah. the lockdown gave you the time and the ability to un- unpick it and make sense of it, if that's the right way of describing it. Yeah, and un- unpick and unpack is always the words I use because the thing is, right, I went through a cancer diagnosis, which is horrific, right? And we always know it can always be worse, it can always be better, any situation you're in. But it was it was horrific to go through that. But I had kicked girl vs cancer off since the beginning. I had not stopped on that quest. And that was going through an illness myself. And then I came out the other side of it, then started doing the podcast, then started doing like all this other stuff, creating my own website, teacher collections, all this. So I have never actually sat and being, I know that there's trauma that I carry with me and I do little bits to work around it and work with it or figure things out. But I've never just sat and let it wash over me ever. And the minute I had to stop in lockdown and I couldn't do all the things that I would usually do. And to be honest, I probably could have kept myself busy, but I actually chose to lean into it a little bit. The, the trauma that came up because I just had not for four years stopped to mm-hmm. really think about how horrific it all was. And it's not an easy thing to do because it hurts and it's hard, but it's really important because you have to, I always say, you have to feel to heal. And I think <laughs> that sounds wonderfully wanky. I love it. You have to feel to heal because you can't, unless you feel through something, you can't heal from it and you can't understand yourself. So it's been a really, I know who I am and why I do things so much more now because of all of this. It's been quite, yeah, quite, quite a potent time for healing, I think. It reminds me of um, the way that you described it. It's almost like pre-lockdown, you had all these things that you could put between you and what happened. And then um, with lockdown, it just kind of, it got closer and closer and closer until you were like, right, have at it. Come on then. Yeah, exactly. It's like nowhere to hide. And I think that's, you know, we know that from, I think most people have experienced some form of that um, in lockdown. You know, it doesn't have to be Mm. like, you know, maybe it's a bad breakup or something that you've never really fully, you know, delved into in your mind, but your mind has time to process. Um, think about what your mind does every single day, how much it has to process every single day. It's a lot. 
So I think mm-hmm. lockdown was just, it was really confronting and people struggled so much because there was nowhere to really hide from those emotions, which is challenging and it's hard. And I appreciate most people don't want to have to sit and do that. Whereas I think I'm quite open to it. Um, so yeah, I just take that as a positive. And, and I, I knowing now that if I'm feeling overwhelmed, the first thing I need to do is create space, not add more to the fire. It's just literally stop, push everything back, give myself a buffer and then come back at it again from a centered place. Otherwise, I just, I, I run on panic. It's like mm. adrenaline, panic, anxiety, fight or flight. And there's only so long you can do that before you make yourself poorly, isn't there? So Yeah, it's really, it's it's stressful to, to live like that. But it kind of, as you say, I mean, living and working in London as we do, mm. it's kind of just like the badge everyone wears. It's just like the uniform that we all put on in to, to live a certain, not to live a certain way, but to do our jobs. Like there has to be that. If you walked into, can you imagine some of the events we walk into? If you walked in, you were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> People mm-hmm. wouldn't take you seriously. No, they wouldn't. So it's, it's really hard as well when you're someone who has to be on. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is like, I kept coming, kept coming back to me was you, everything you've done has been witnessed for the last however many years. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can be doing stuff behind the scenes people don't know about. We're so used to sharing everything on social and that and like you know all this work I've been doing on myself plans for the future of my career or like girl vs cancer or things have all been done no one needs to know necessarily yet they're all it's yeah. my stuff and there's some real power in that actually I've been finding it really liberating to be like no one needs to know that this is just for me it's quite special that is nice mm. so um you mentioned as well just quickly going back to you mentioned Reiki crystal healing things like mm. that what about, have there been any meditation practices or any um, mindfulness? And you talked about breath work and I'm all about the breath work. Yeah, I had my first breath work session about two, three weeks ago. Uh, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but I've been nervous because I've heard they're quite intense. And I'm someone who I think is quite spiritually open. So I tend to release quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite susceptible to that kind of stuff. Um, and it was everything I thought it would be and more because it's a release we carry um we carry trauma in our body and you know not only from past traumas but like during lockdown there's been like I've lost two friends during lockdown there's been a lot of really sad stuff that's gone on um and you carry that around but we when you hold a dog or a baby and you feel them breathe there's no pause it's in and out it flows there's no pause Mm. adults we pause and we breathe from up here don't we it's like up up high not into our belly so we have loads of toxicities in so this session just literally is an amazing woman called sophie true who um is also a cancer survivor um and does amazing things and she used to do breath work with my friend Simon, who sadly passed during lockdown so it felt like a real alignment to do it with her and what Simon swore by it and within two minutes i was hysterically sobbing but it wasn't like it felt it was it was a massive release like every single bit of practice she did every chakra we, we focused on like there was a release and rather than fighting it like I normally would have done I just let it all come and it's still now I've still got the hangover from it I'm still processing it and and I feel really different to how I did before but I think this must have been carrying in my body so heavily um but meditation wise like I really struggle to meditate because my brain won't be quiet. It just mm. won't. Um, so for me, it's like guided meditation so I can tune in. Um, so like I know like the apps like Headspace and stuff are great for that. But also my friend Tamara, who is Wolf's sister on Instagram, she is amazing. 
and she has just released her new book called Luna, which is about working with moon cycles. So I like to plan in a session, join her group sessions like once or twice a month um, or go back to her guided meditations as and when I need it and just align back in with myself. Like it, that, I find that really, really helps. Just gives you an hour to like come back to yourself a little bit. I had um, a uh, journalist on the podcast um, a few weeks ago called James Nestor, who has done mm. the most detailed research into breathing and breath work. Mm. And he, the book opens with him going to a breath work session and having a very physical reaction, like mm. shaking, sweating. Yeah, yeah. And the book is utterly fascinating. You just like, mm. you will never breathe the same after reading it. I'm not I'm, breathing I'm, the same now. I'm, mm. I like literally, I'm not saying every day, but I realise that any moment where I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or anxious, I really catch my breath. And I'm like, right, I can make myself breathe into my belly, then my chest. If I'm really struggling to focus on that, I'll get into child's pose on the floor. Because when you're in child's pose, you have to breathe into your stomach. Yeah. So it's already changed. Like, I find myself sitting on the bus. Gina Martin is phenomenal for doing this. She does a thing um, from her friend Samantha Baines. They do it on their Instagrams. Um but you, they do, they like, they go stop scrolling. Gina makes you stop and do some breaths with her. And it really is important because it just, it grounds you back down. It calms you instantly. I think a lot of us run on fight or flight automatically, I reckon. Yeah, I had um, um, Dr. Andrew Weil on the podcast yeah. um, earlier this year. And he, he's a big advocate of breath work and he's got a particular breath cycle. And he says in his experience, it's better than... Um, some meds for depression and blood pressure and you can it's tangible so you can do this breath work and then you can take your blood pressure afterwards and it will be lowered and your pulse will be too so it's it's, amazing fascinating it is and I I would recommend that for anyone I understand why people are quite anxious about it like initially because if you are doing it like I started to get tingly as you said because you're working with the breath so like my top lip got tingly but then my like hands and my legs were quite shaky but I associate that straight away with a panic attack because you hyperventilate a lot don't you and as someone who's suffered with them for many years, it's like, oh, but when you push through it and like, Sophie was doing it with me, just kept saying, you're safe, you are safe, I am here, you are safe. And I went through the other side of it and it was so, so impactful. Like I'm actually booking some more sessions, um, spread out though, because they're quite potent. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't do too many at once. Um, but yeah, I, I find them to be really, really useful. But again, that's creating space in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is because you, all you can focus on is your breath. And mm. I do a, an 11 minute round that uh, Wim Hof, I don't know if you've heard of him, that oh, he does. Oh, Wim Hof, he's the guy who goes in the ice. Mm-hmm. He, the he, ice man. Yeah, because he, he was on the goop thing, wasn't he? On Netflix. He was, yeah. He I was. Saw, he's fascinating. I follow him on Instagram now, actually. He's very cool. He, he is unbelievably fascinating, but he's got an 11 minute cycle and it's like getting you to breathe in and out like a wave. And then every few minutes you hold your breath and the last breath hold is to like try and get to 90 seconds. And I will look at my pulse, like I'll do it as if I'm doing exercise and my heart rate goes down so low. So it, it does have an absolute impact. It's fascinating stuff and it's free. It's free. And how, how long can you hold your breath for now then? Oh, I can probably do about 45 seconds. But that's still quite a lot. Yeah. It takes a while to work up to. It's like anything. And then this guy, James Nestor, who I interviewed, he's also done work with free divers who can hold their breath up to like eight minutes, uh, 300 meters below surface level. So, and the impact of that. And it it, honestly, breath, this is, listeners will know because I I got very geeky about the James Nestor podcast because you can't read a book about. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. About breathing... And how you should breathe in through your nose. You should use your nose for breath more than your mouth. It's better yeah. for you. Yeah. You can't read that book and not adapt. It's like if I said to you, Lauren, sit up straight. Like yeah. if I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if I, if you suddenly realize you might be breathing, you could just tweak something about your breathing. Obviously you start doing it. So it was an incredible experience reading that book. Yeah, anyway. agreed. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely um, shifted something in me, but it's incredible. I would recommend to anyone. Mm. Any so, out there especially. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Just try, just try that eleven-minute Wim Hof, and I'll put the thing in the show notes, uh, the link to that, and tell me that you don't come out the other side feeling better. Mm. So there we go. Um, was there anything else that you used during lockdown to help you make space, or that became a coping mechanism that you would not have previously ever thought could be a coping mechanism? There's a few things. So exercise has always been one for me. Um, I really struggled in lockdown to maintain any sense of. Um, routine with it though because I'd go throw myself into I start going running two or three times a week but then because you know we're not doing anything else that becomes quite boring quite quickly for me anyway mm-hmm. then I was doing loads of yoga but then again that got boring because I'm doing yoga in my bedroom slash this room slash that room because every your house just becomes everything else to you yeah but with um I know that for me movement of my body and having that time where I'm only thinking of my body and nothing else in my head is such an important part of my mental health and my men- my self-care that since the gyms have opened back up the last three or four weeks, I've started going back and doing um, yoga, but also strength training. I have not lifted weights for four years. Um, and I've started going back and doing weight classes two to three times a week. And the endorphin high is real. It hits different now. I don't know why, but um, I feel on fire with it. And, it. and it's really helping me. I feel really good. Um, as a result and I realized for me I'm trying those people that need to be in a group being shouted at and told what to do rather than left to my own devices um so exercise has been amazing um getting outdoors as well which I know was really hard for a lot of people during lockdown um I've realized how much being in nature and being outside and being present in the world is so important to me mm. um, and like even normally like outside of covid you know little mini breaks or booking a really amazing holiday somewhere I've never been like travel and being outdoors and like different scenery really helps my mental health just change the scene 
change the scene, it really helps. Even if it means staying at my mum's for a week, mm. change the scene for me is a really big thing. Change is um, as good as the rest. Mm, yeah. So cool. Yeah, because I know obviously what to say, familiarity breeds content. So if you're all <laughs> if you're always in the same space and stuff, and especially if you're not in a good headspace, but you're there, but nothing has changed and you can't see any difference. Like it's hard to get your mindset out of a certain place if you're looking at the same four walls all the time. So I think that's why in lockdown as well, I really I think most people really struggled being trapped mm. indoors. I was saying captivity, but <laughs> it was, it felt like it, didn't it? Um, but yeah, getting outdoors has been, has been just phenomenal. And I walk I walk so much more than I ever did now. Even now we can use public transport again. I'm walking everywhere. I'm loving it. Mm, yeah. Very, yeah. I, I, because I don't know about you, in lockdown, I've lived in flip-flops and trainers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I put boots on, it's like wearing breeze blocks on my feet. So like now when I go out, I'm just wearing my, my, um, my flip-flop shoes, my rallies, because they are these these biometrically engineered shoes, but they are so comfortable. It's like walking on air. I'm just walking miles. The second person to say this to me in the last few days, actually about foot flops. I'm like, really? They're like, they are game changing and they're really, really good for your feet. So if you've got any issues with your feet, isn't it? They're so good because they're like strength train your feet almost. But I've always worn, if I ever wear trainers with jeans or whatever, uh, casual shoes, I'll always wear like Adidas. And now again, it just feels completely different. They're so cushioning. <laughs> this isn't an ad, by the way. But I just <laughs> really like. I'm now. It's absolutely changed the kind of shoes that I wear because I'm like, well, I've been doing a lot of walking today, so I'm not going to wear my boots. You know, this is the thing. So, like, normally, because I'm a big Dr. Martin's girl, I'm always in Dr. Martin's boots mm. shoes. But since this year, I've not broken in any of my pairs again because I'm like, I walk everywhere. There's not a day where I'm not doing at least an hour walk. So wow. it's like I'm not putting the boots on because I'm like oh anyone who's wore a pair of Dr Martens will know they are not friendly for walking around for an hour um, unless you've broken them right in that's reminded me one of the things on the James Nestor podcast about breathing was the ultimate breathing cycle is five five to six seconds in five to six seconds out like that's the best cycle and so when I go walking now I try really hard to do that through the nose and it's harder than you think yeah every it- now and again you're like <laughs> But sometimes, don't you find sometimes when you do it, even if you're practiced, like some days I'll inhale and I can't get enough air. Some days I'm like, I hail all the way in. And and then I sit and I think, I'm like, why is that? And it might have been a really stressful day or I've not really given myself, you know, I've not had a good sleep or whatever. It's normally stress related. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like I notice it with um, yoga and forward fold. Some days I'll get into a forward fold and I'll be like, oh my days, this is tough. And then another day I'll be very easy and I can't figure out what the difference is. I did yin yoga this morning for the first time. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, I know, but it's intense, isn't it? So normally I do like vinyasa and dynamics, so it's fast flow. Um, And I don't do it like, I do it like once or twice a week. I'm not like, I'm not I'm not doing the crow and I'm not doing handstands by any means. <laughs> it just helps me to like move my joints, especially because I'm a medical menopause. So I all I like for me keeping my joints supple is key. Otherwise, my bones I, I creak. Um, but <laughs> in today was perfect. I just can't because I think as well I've, I carry a lot around my hips and my lower back. So we really opened up today. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Again, it, listening to my body. I woke up this morning. I was like, I need to stretch. And I had a look at classes and I was going to do some at home. I went, I've never done yin. I'm going to. And it's the best decision I made. I used to go to try yoga to a yin class mm. and it was fantastic. Because the, um, 
think the instructor was called Cal, but I could be wrong. But when you get into the positions, which listeners, if you've never done um, yin before, they're, they're slow poses that you hold usually on the ground. Yeah. I don't think there's any, you're not standing or anything. So it could be a twist, a supine twist or something. Yeah. But as you were easing into it and relaxing into it and breathing into it to get the most out of it, it should tell you what you were activating or cleansing or opening up. And it was, so you could always visualize it. I love that class. I absolutely loved it. I loved it too because you get to a certain point where you there's some you're folding into and you're like oh this is actually all right and then you're like two three minutes in you're like oh my god because you're not used to holding or stretching your body for that long yeah. um because I'm doing like the weights and stuff more now I need to do more stretching because otherwise I'll just be all tense I'll be like Arnie I'll be like shoulders up around my ears walking around like where's Lauren's neck gone I'll end up you know at the height of his fame and this probably the listeners this might be a bit difficult to you to imagine but imagine that you're doing a bicep curl but you're mm. trying to touch your shoulder mm. apparently some of the big bodybuilders they can't actually do that because their biceps are so big so if you imagine they're oh trying God. to do that and they can't touch because they're so built that's so that's mad <laughs> yeah that's what I'll be um, like next time you see me I'll be able to bench press you um You'll be so hench. I'll be hench. Imagine little me with all these muscles. It'd be hilarious. I've really noticed, I've been doing quite a lot of yoga, more than I've ever done before in lockdown. And I've really noticed my upper body strength increase. Mm. So now I am sort of like, maybe I should just get a dent in that in that arm. Just there. Maybe then. I think the combination is good. This is why I love exercise so much, because it's like, you can choose what you want to do that day. Like this morning I've done yin, but I've booked in for a strength class this evening. I don't know who I've become that I've done to I'm doing two gym classes in one day. But I know that I'm getting so much out of the strength classes and they'll set me up for the week. But I know in my body that I needed to stretch or I could book that. And and but I know I can see from doing both. So when I'm in like the strength classes and they get us to hold plank, that is all from when I've done yoga. All of yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like even today holding some poses and stretching in yoga, I could feel it in my back. And also I am working those muscles because I haven't felt a stretch like that in a really long time. So they work quite well together. It's nice as well. I need I need a I need a bit of a, a mix up. I'm not someone who does well with sticking to like one thing. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of a little bit of everything to keep me interested. Same about me. It sounds as though you've become really in tune with your your body as well. I don't know if that's just during lockdown mm. or with exercise, but it sounds. I love the idea of waking up in the morning and going, "I need to stretch today," mm. and, then, and, and having then the space to that. do it. Mm. having the space to do it like I know that this isn't going to last for a very long time I know that life will pick up pace as it always does but yeah I just feel like I've really gotten to know what works for me and actually that I have the choice I think before I'd be like oh I couldn't do that because I've got to do this and it's like no this is your it's your choice it's all choices you can make you're the master of your own destiny love not a victim of your circumstance like you, you can make these decisions um and I definitely have felt and I think you know a lot of it is I've always had health anxiety. I've had breast cancer. I don't really have a great trust relationship with my body. So a lot of tuning into it is so that I can build back that trust relationship with my Mm. body. Because it's been through so much. Like even now, I did a pregnancy test this week, which is highly unlikely that I would be pregnant. However, because I was feeling nauseous and exhausted and all those things, and because I don't trust my body, I'm like, (gasps) and then when it was negative, which of course it was going to be, I was like, oh yeah, but you are on these meds and you are, you have like had a couple of drinks this week and maybe it is alcohol because you haven't really been drinking and like it makes me go, okay, rather than going to the place where I'm like, this feels like it must be this, it's really delving deeper and going, ah, and understanding how my body's 
Mm, I think all of our bodies will have changed in some capacity from being inside for as long as we have been. Definitely. Um, yeah. And talking about that, actually, one of my, uh, one of my things, my filming <laughs> habits, um, <laughs> I wank a lot. <laughs> a lot. I do. I do. It is the most grounding, <laughs> wonderful thing you can do for yourself. I'm like, I'll, I'll be like, I can't sleep. Go, go get my vibrator. Oh, I'm like, I've got 10 minutes at home alone. None of the girls are in. She's got another wank. But actually, it makes me feel so good. It gets my endorphins going. It connects me to my body. I'm attuned to myself. And I just don't think everyone, like, I think most people do it quite a lot. But no one really tells anyone that they do. But I just think it's a real feel-good habit. And it gives you time to yourself to figure your body out. It's really empowering. I love it. I do it a lot. So I'm laughing because I have just been on WhatsApp with um, Master Dominic, who came on the podcast at the beginning of the year. He's the professional dominant. Yes. And um, I asked him to come and share his feel-good habits. And so we're recording tomorrow, actually. And he said, is there anything you don't want me to say? Is there anything I can say? And I said, I'm desperate for somebody to come on and talk about wanking. <laughs> and you seem to be like the perfect candidate. <laughs> so I love the fact that you've done it. <laughs> yeah, and no, I was saying that, I was thinking, what else do I do all the time? I was like, love you wank. <laughs> like, that, is a, that is a massive part of my self-care. It just is. Like, I think as well as someone who, when I find that I haven't done it for like a couple of weeks or something, I'm like, what's going on there? Do you know what I mean? Like, that, it's, a, it's a thing to me where I'm not feeling connected to myself. Mm. And also where I'm in medical menopause and stuff, for me, it's just a really important part of feeling sexy and, you know, virile, um, where before I didn't really feel like that. So, and I, I, I truly believe as well, like, in schools and stuff, I don't understand why masturbation isn't a curriculum. Like, we should be teaching people how to pleasure themselves before they even think about letting someone else near their body um, yeah. and knowing your body better and, and taking that stigma away. Um so yeah, it's just it's really funny because I I'll be talking to my mates. I like, what do you do down like, I watch a couple of films, record a podcast, I had a couple of wanks, and then like, look, I'm like, why is it all right when boys say it down the pub? Like, but I do. That's what it's part of my self care routine. Do you like, think that's why face mask? <laughs> same thing. <laughs> well, if you do it at the same time, it's multitasking. Yeah, Come on, go, mate. You got to keep your face very still though, depending on what mask you use. Oh, that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I think, I remember when I went freelance, a friend of mine who had been a freelance for a very long time said to me, enjoy your freelancer's afternoon lie downs. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then a few months later, I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The amount of time I've just sat there and gone, oh shit, I'm going to be late to that meeting now because I've got good carried away. <laughs> been here for a lot longer than I thought I would. Better, better off. Shoot. I'm, like, I'm really sorry I'm, I'm really sorry I'm late. Traffic. It's like, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with you for saying that because like I said I've been one I, I've been saying to people please feel free to say exercise feel free to say uh drinking water all of those things but you know it's got to have a nice angle and I've just been waiting for someone to say it so thank you uh, yeah, I love that you had no idea David. I was gonna say it your face you're like yeah the thing is I thought as you said I thought have I texted her and said because I think I actually said to Nick Chapman the other day after we recorded I was like God, I, I honestly, I can't wait for someone to just say wanking. <laughs> it's true. It is a bit, it is such a massive, I do feel like it is, the thing is with it, so like having an orgasm, whether 
whatever you identify, whatever bodily part you have, is a grounding experience. It brings you back to your body, brings you back to your essence, it brings you back to your core. So, and it's also that moment of pleasuring and giving love back to yourself. I think for so long, especially for women, we're made to feel as if our bodies are not our own, we're vessels are for male pleasure. And actually they're for our own as well. I mean, the clitoris is an amazing organ. Like, why wouldn't you want to get to know a bit better? So yeah, for me, it's without fail, if I'm hungover, if I, if I can't sleep, if even if I'm having a bit of a mental block where I just can't think straight and I'm not really feeling myself, go in and have in. It could be a 10 minute, it could be a two hour bit of time <laughs> with myself. It, it's a foolproof thing for me that would always make me feel good. And, and it just puts a bit a bit more of a pep in my step, especially if I'm feeling a bit down. It might not be something you think automatically if you're feeling a bit blue and a bit sad to go and do, but it would definitely lift your spirits for sure. When you, think, when you think about just the biology of it and the hormones that it releases and the endorphins, mm. and it makes absolute sense that you'd come out the other side feeling a bit brighter. Yeah, it, it just, it definitely, it, it really does help me anyway for so many reasons. And, and you know, it's even knowing then there's times where if you can't make yourself climax, I'm like... What's going on here today, Lauren? It is. It, it, I can tell where I'm at in my head because if I'm really in my head and I can't relax enough to to bring myself to climax, then I'm like, right, we need to do something about this because you should be able to switch off for at least ten minutes for yourself. That's a good measure. I, I think it is. I like the fact yeah. it's not just have a wank. It's um, because it tells me where my head is. Mm-hmm. And- it's an act of self-love see it's not just like it's not just a scandalous thing that you're saying it's um it's actually I I really like the idea of if you're if you're too in your head you can't enjoy that then you need to go and address something yeah it's true because like even if you think like actually the act of having sex and like having sex with someone nine times out of ten if we're struggling to climax it's, it's cerebral isn't it you can't let go enough to do it so like for me if I can't let go enough in that moment which I should always be able to do in my own company like then I'm always like where's that coming from today um so for me it's always a good aligner or I just get really pissed off and be like I can't do it this is not the release I was looking for um (laughs) getting a shot with myself um but yeah, it is, it is a good, for me, it's a good indicator. And again, it's just that thing of aligning back with myself, mm. bringing myself back to my body, like where I'm feeling into my body. Like, you know, I think we, we numb out so much, don't we, all the time. So it's nice yeah. to be present within my body. I think as well, that's why probably exercise is such a big thing for me is um, because it gives you time alone with your body to figure out like how you're feeling and whatever. So yeah, wanking. I feel- I like it very much. I also feel like pre-lockdown, I think I was probably on autopilot a lot. Mm-hmm. And lockdown, you couldn't really do autopilot with the unknown. So it forced you to be a bit more present, just generally, I think. Like, yeah. oh God, how do I, right, how do I deal with Tuesday? Because normally on Tuesday, I'd be doing this, that and the other. But okay, right, Tuesday is 24 hours long. How do I deal with it? At this thing, yeah. you had to think a bit more. And as well as being pre- being comfortable being present in your life, because like one thing I realised when I got really sick and you start thinking about your mortality is you realise that life isn't this big grand plan that you've had for the last five, ten years, your future. It is the moment right now. It is the chair you're sitting in. It's the person you've just spoken to. It's it's all these different things. That, that is your life. So when you're constantly, you know, having things in the diary or like, you know, it's the same. I look at my Monday, I'm like, right, I'm speaking to lovely Emma, then I've got my therapy session, then I've booked in for a strength class. It becomes a series of appointments and to-dos. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's magic in the in-between. Like, 
those little stolen moments, those conversations with your mum on the phone, like going for a walk, spotting a bloody magpie and looking for the second one because you're like, oh, I don't need any sorrow in my life. I'm terrible for it. Like it's those little moments, isn't it? That's living, that's being present. Um, and I think hopefully what lockdown has it's definitely taught me and I hope a lot of people will take from that too is to create the space to be present in your life rather than busying it to make it feel like you've got one. Mm. You know I mean? Oh my goodness. I flipping, you said that perfectly. I'm, I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. I don't know where that came from. That was a good one, wasn't it? I'll send you the audio clip afterwards. Thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we ending on a high there or do you have anything else to share? I mean, you've already shared so flipping much. Yeah, I mean, the other thing for me is always, and it will always be on my list, is my family, mm. um, which I know is really hard in lockdown, but we couldn't see each other, but we spoke every day. But I'm telling you now, my sister, those kids, my parents, my brother, they are my home. So mm. it doesn't matter what goes on in life. They are my, like, yardstick almost. Like, I have to go back to them. So Your North Star. Yeah, they, exactly. And I have to do it. I have to have that as a touch point. We recently went to the caravan um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's the first time we'd all been together as, like, a family properly for a, a long period of time, which is weird because we, we're so close. Um, and we just went with my sister and the kids, my mum, my dad, my brother, and just had, a, like, a really long weekend at the English seaside and I came back as if I'd been to Jamaica for two weeks or something you know like <laughs> I felt so relaxed and so chill but it's because when you're with your family you have a, well, it depends on your relationship I'm speaking from my mm. personal experience but I don't have to be anyone I don't have to be on show I'm just me and they they love me for me doesn't matter what I've done that day doesn't matter what I look like it doesn't it doesn't matter what I've done in life like I'm just lol Mm. And that is what I always find myself being drawn back to because when we're in a world like we are, where we're so like, we're witnessed all the time, we're on show, we've got a person, like when your job is to be who you are, sometimes you forget who you are. Mm. That makes any sense. So when I go back to my family, it reminds me of who I am and it grounds me down. So always a feel good habit for me. There is no way me going and sitting and having my nephew climbing all over me, my little niece trying to pull herself up on my knees and my sister making me a cup of tea in the kitchen is not going to make me right in whatever mm. capacity, no matter what I'm going through. So, yeah, that they will always be at the top of that list. It's so true. I always say um, my phone is the boss of me until I'm with my family because if they're all there, then you've got everything you yeah. need. <laughs> For me, that's a sign of a really, like, when you're... You know, there's been times where people are like, where are you? You've been messaging you. I'm like, I'm sorry, I've been with my family or I'm oh, sorry, I'm doing this. And I actually find with lockdown, I don't know about you, I think some people have gone the other way, but I find my phone is a less of a thing now because I've gone the other way because I was constantly on it and it was such a big part of my life. Like, it's there, it's part of me, but I'm not feeling the need to reply to every message now or get back yeah. to every email now. You know, I'm setting aside time in my day to go, all right, well, I'll... I'll before I do this, I'm going to sit down and reply to some messages. It's not like constantly being available to people. I think that's really important. I 100% agree with you. And there are some really great strategies that we've discussed previously on the podcast, like only reply to things at a certain time or Mm -hmm. do it from a computer. So even if you get text messages and WhatsApps and whatnot, do it from the computer because you're sitting down, you can have like a glass of water and you can be, you're not kind of hunched over. You can be a little bit more. 
And, and the thing is, is, it's that thing as well, because a lot of our, well, for me, like my management team and stuff, we were on a WhatsApp group. You know, if you're on a WhatsApp group talking about someone's birthday or stuff, it's life admin, it's stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's actually sitting there. I I was always against having WhatsApp on my laptop, so I'm like, it's a distraction. But actually, it, I plow for it a lot quicker. And now that you've got um, Instagram, you can get on your DMs and your get a desktop, it's game changing for me. I know, absolutely. I respond to people so much more, like I'm in the zone, so. Yeah. Especially a lot of the pe- things people will DM me about are quite personal and emotional stuff, um, usually cancer related. So I don't like responding unless I can give it 100%. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been really, really good for that. For sure. well, well, speaking of giving 100%, by Jiminy, have you given me 100% for your feel good habits? <laughs> These have been flipping brilliant. Oh, absolutely God. amazing. Thank you. No, thank you for asking me on. And it like, I'm glad that we come of it. It's so weird after like when you first approached me, I'm like, I don't know. And now I can actually be like, no, I know this works for me. Um, because I've really put the work into seeing if it if it works and, and figuring stuff out. So I'm just hopefully they'll help someone else. Yeah. So just as a as a note, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, uh, so that they can I'll obviously put the links in the show notes, but where can people find you and hear you and see you? And see me yeah um so you can find me on instagram at i am lauren Marn, which i'm sure em will spell out on the show notes my name um but also my cancer work is at girl vs cancer and i'm on a podcast called you mean the big c which you can find on bbc sound so girl vs cancer on instagram and then girl vs cancer.co.uk online and obviously all of the links and everything will be in the show notes and lauren Come back soon, won't you? We'll do a face-to-face podcast soon. We're going to do the big chat, but this is just like the teaser. Yay! Definitely, whenever you want me, babes. All right, my love, you take care. And you, babe. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.